Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Chris, do you fancy hearing the cast of Flash sing the theme tune to Firefly? Let's hear it. <laughs> Take my love. Take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black, tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land, boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Oh, oh, oh. There's no place I can be since I found serenity. really bizarre <laughs> it's really good though that's uh jess l martin uh, rich kusner and carlos verdes who are, are three of their cast members from the flash um they've got a a little um kickstarter thing running called the letter carrier uh, okay. it's a little musical short film and um they have just uh, invested money in it uh basically to help them oh, right, okay um, you know, I wanted to help them out, uh, and um, that's what they did as a thank you. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it was really good, really, really good. I, I rather liked it. So, um, so yeah, I thought that would be a nice opening for the show. <laughs> yeah, something, something a little bit different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit different. So, uh, yes, welcome to Geek Town Radio. Uh, we're back once again with uh, Chris, hello, <laughs> and uh, me, Dave. And, um, yeah, we, we've a uh, slightly different intro, but there you go. Uh, so, um, what have you been watching this week? What have you been doing this week? Oh, well, I went to Flatpak Film Festival this month uh, uh, yes. in Birmingham, and I went along to Electric Cinema in Birmingham to go and watch a really bizarre film called the Tokyo Tribes. Right. Um, it is... I don't know how to explain it. It's a hip-hop 
martial arts, musical, gory, gore fest. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's really bizarre. It's all hip-hop, which was really, it was quite interesting. Um, and it's all about these different tribes in Tokyo just vi- you know, trying to compete for basically to take over the city. Um, lots of martial arts, lots of swords, lots of guns. Um, really, really bizarre. Really good. Really, really good. Really enjoyed it, but really, really bizarre. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, it's, it was just a really weird mix. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of hip hop, but it was really interesting. It was a really good film. Really, really good film. So uh, it's worth checking it out if you can. Cool. Well, that's good. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't done much of the uh, Flatback Festival. I knew it was on, but... Uh, well, give you to. After last week's fairly sort of hectic schedule, I, I, I've been um, a bit more laid back this week. Yeah. Um, catching up on some TV and uh, gaming. Uh, there's a whole load of stuff come up on Steam recently, which I've been mm. quite kind of quite interested in. Um, so... Uh, the second episode of the Game of Thrones um, game from Telltale came out. Okay. So I've been playing through that. That's so good. It's it's really kind of um, got the spirit of the TV show in it. Yeah. Uh, so I know I'm getting prepared for the TV show coming back soon. <laughs> um, so there's that. There's another another little odd little game called um, Life is Strange, um, where you play. Uh, a, a teenage girl in high school who um, wakes up from this vision she's had when falling asleep in class to discover mm. that she can rewind bits of time, um, and and it's it's this kind of um, it's sort of a point and click adventure type thing. Yeah. Um, but it feels like you're playing through a sort of interactive teen angst TV show. Um, it's really nicely put together. It's episodic again, so uh, the first couple of episodes are already out. Um, yeah, and it, it just it, it plays out like it's a, a really kind of interesting sort of sci-fi bent yeah. TV show, you know. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been playing through that. I've just played through the first episode of that, which is quite good. I've also they've also got uh, Aliens Isolation on for ah, okay. um, which I haven't played yet. I've only downloaded that yesterday, so that that's uh, on sale at the moment this weekend. Mm. So I've been there's some good games called Good Blood, a Blood. I want to say Blood Rain. It's not called Blood, Blood not Blood Rain. Bloodborne, I think it's called. Yes, that's just c- come out on I think it was Friday, wasn't yeah. it? And that's meant to be it's, it's aimed well. It's said to be the game of the year. I mean, I know they said that a lot about, about a lot of games, <laughs> but for that. yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, no, that's that's got big reviews that has. So I need to check that out. I'm still desperate to try out Lord of the Rings, um, Shadow of Mordor. But you know, three months in, I'm still going through Dragon Age. <laughs> uh, it's like the first time I think I've actually just sat down and just played one game solidly like this. Yeah, and I'm determined just to just to get through it, especially with it, when they've released the DLC. Well, still not released it on on um, PlayStation, PlayStation. Yeah. they have an Xbox and PC so I'm waiting for that as well so yeah mm. I, I have downloaded it for PC but I haven't played it yet so was it free <laughs> or did you have to pay for it no or... you have to pay for it but it was only yeah. 10 quid or something 12 quid or oh, something okay. like that okay. it wasn't particularly expensive um, so so yeah I've got that um, I've also been playing a bit of Pillars of Eternity which is a 
um, very kind of old school in the sort of Baldur's Gate style. Um, yeah. Uh, like classic adventure game from Obsidian, uh, which is, is good fun if you like that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that's quite good fun. And there's been a, an update to Prison Architect as well, which is a game that I absolutely adore. Um, <laughs> and uh, and they've, they've added in the uh, execution um, sort of death row element, which they've been... They're, they're on like their 31st um, alpha update at the moment. Right. Um, the alpha update videos are hilarious on their own because um, they put a video out whenever they do the update, which is about half an hour long, and it's the designer and producer of the game um, chatting about what changes they've made, but they're really good fun as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, Prison Architect is sort of what you'd expect. It's you being the governor and architect of a prison uh, and managing the population, but up until now they've not actually had the ability to put a death row in there um, and uh, they've been umming and ahhing about whether they were going to do it or not and they've finally got around to it and um, and uh, yeah so that's been added in so that adds another kind of element to the game and th- this is a game that's been around for a couple of years yeah. and you can go onto Steam and buy it but technically it's still not out of alpha yet oh, right, okay. so um, but, but it, it's it's brilliant the way they've done it so um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and have a, have a play with that I think as well cool um, what have you been watching in terms of TV um, well the comeback finished this week it was the last episode um and it was quite an emotional one. Yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic. Um, it was a really, really good way to end the season. Um, they've let, I mean, they kind of left it so everything was sort of resolved. They could do another series if they wanted to, so it was left open. Yeah. But everything, everything got resolved. It wasn't a cliffhanger or anything like that. And it just, it was like a proper feel good ending good. to it. Um, so quite pleased with that. Um, and the other devastating news that I'm really annoyed about is Looking. Looking has been cancelled, hasn't it? After, yes. At the end of this season, they're not they're not doing any more. But they said, I think they said they're going to do a movie or like a feature length one to sort of tie everything up. Yes, um, that's the plan. Actually, this week I've just decided not to watch it anymore because knowing that nothing's actually going to probably get resolved yet it's a bit like oh what's the point what's the point of <laughs> watching it <laughs> I've not been drawn into it like um, was it V that was cancelled halfway through a season years ago I'm like, yes. oh. yeah. yeah I'm not going not putting myself through that again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean the the plan is I think you know with um, it was like with the Stephen Merchant um, series Hello Ladies where that they cancelled that after one season but gave it a movie at the end mm. um, or a you know a feature length TV movie at the end I think they're planning to do the same thing with looking um to try and resolve everything i think is the yeah. idea um yeah so what have i been watching um gotham which is he's getting better and better each week i think i'm really quite yeah. enjoying that they're still um, not put it off and catch up though on five on demand or whatever it is my, um, my guess is they've probably not got rights yeah. to do that maybe um, so I, want, I, do, I do want to go back to it, and I keep saying it, and I keep checking, and it's not on there, so I'm going to have to find some other way to, yeah, yeah. I have to wait for DVD or something like that, Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Big Bang came back as well, so I've yes, uh, yeah. been watching those, uh, they've been really good. Um, and How to Get Away with Murder, which uh, which came back as well this week, uh, uh, this week or last week, but that's that's been back, and I'm really enjoying that, that's a, um, that's a really good show. Um I really kind of enjoy that. She's she, the um, can't remember the, the actress's name, but she's playing um, the um, boss of the Suicide Squad um, 
in the movie. Oh, she it's um, well, Amanda Waller. Uh, yes, yeah. She's playing Amanda Waller in the ah, uh, Suicide okay. Squad movie. Um, and uh, she'll do a very good job at that. She's got yeah. the right sort of uh, look and feel and, you know, uh, of, of that sort of um, bitchiness with sort of some vulnerability under there as well. I think she'll yeah. do very well. So, yeah. Oh, um, um, have you... I, I can't believe we've actually missed this. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, of course, yes. I didn't. I forgot to write that on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that came back last night as well. Um, uh, yes, no, I have. I watched that uh, last night. Um, very good. Yeah. Um, very, very good. I'm... They're creeping towards having actual superheroes or people with proper superpowers yeah. on the goodies side in that show. Yeah, um, I, I absolutely love it because now that the, the Inhumans are becoming a proper thing, you know, I, my obsession, yes. and I love the Inhumans as, as characters. Um, so it's just great to see them finally, you know, appearing in things. So now, yeah, it's going to be great. Absolutely great. <laughs> yeah, and and they've they've kind of twisted some of the other characters around there's kind of more backstabbing coming up and yeah. you know all that sort of thing there's so yeah i'm uh, i'm looking forward to that uh, that coming um coming back and more episodes and stuff it's i like where it's going so far <laughs> and uh, oh yeah flash and arrow have been really good this week as well um both of them yeah i i Arrow, he's hit, he's hit that slump again. I think that sort of, oh my God, why am I doing this? Everyone feels sorry for me. Oh, pity me. Bye. <laughs> I'm just going to go run away. And he's done it every series. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like when you get halfway through the series, he has like a midlife crisis every time. <laughs> it's a mid-series um, crisis. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's it. And it's just a bit like, mm, okay, not again sort of thing. But no, it, it was good. Um, it just needs to get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Um, but and then and then Flash, can we like have a, some spoiler alert noise and everything? Um, Flash is great, and then I can't believe he killed Cisco, and and then what he's rewound time and none of that's yes. happened. And yes. it's like oh okay, because so that episode was fantastic, and then he rewound time, and it's like oh, it's a bit naff now because you, <laughs> you could just resolve everything. It's, there's no point. Well, well, yeah, but I think that they had to introduce the time travel thing somewhere, and there had to be a, a um, there had to be some some sort of horrific events that had happened. Yeah, um, you know, and him revealing uh, that he was Flash to uh, Iris and that sort of stuff. Um, I, I think it, it was uh, it, it was once he did that I was kind of thinking well mm, yeah then, and then they killed Cisco I was thinking well they're, they're going to rewind time by the end of this episode yeah. they must be <laughs> it was kind of just like let's just do everything in one episode <laughs> yes. which, which kind of got me on the edge of my seat for once with that program um, yeah. and then he was like oh okay you just led me on again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, but no, I'm 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 liking that. That's sort of starting to come to a, a conclusion where they're they're seeing um, you're seeing who the Reverse Flash is and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm quite into Flash at the moment. Plus, they have lovely singing voices. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, you can't forget that now. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, should we move on to some TV news? Yeah, let's get on with it. All right. The first thing we kind of need to cover, because it has been the biggest story this week, 
what do you think of Zane Lee doing One Direction? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm not getting into that. They're, they're, they're quite sensitive, those One Directioners. So, um, Clarkson, again. Yes. Um, really, I mean, it's not massively unsurprising that uh, they... Um, ended up firing him, um, mm-hmm. or rather ending up not renewing their contract. The contract, there is a massive distinction between the two. Because I've, I've been reading some things today about, about them saying, oh, well, you know, if it happened earlier and they knew about it, they should have fired him on the spot. And they actually know that would have been a, quite a bad move, because if you fired the guy, he possibly could um, sue for wrongful dismissal, and mm. you know you end up with potential legal problems. Where if you wait like three weeks, which is essentially what they did, his contract runs out anyway. You just don't renew yeah. it. So if you have all those headaches, you know, doing it that way. So, so I think they did absolutely the right thing. But you're sort of in a place with the BBC where I mean, you know, there's there's people sending death threats to the BBC director general. I mean, how mm. ridiculous is that? It's a TV show for goodness' sake. This is it. I mean, yeah, I think what's more disgusting is that more people. Are, are in uproar that Jeremy Clarkson's been um, had his contract not renewed, as you said. Yeah. Then, then you know things that are ha- like wars that are happening. Like there are more people <laughs> signing petitions to reinstate Jeremy Clarkson than there are to stop. I don't know malaria in, in Africa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like people's priorities are just completely skewed. And I mean, he is a. Oh, we'll use some. <laughs> I won't swear. Idiot, but yeah, he's not. He's not a nice person. Uh, I don't like him. And I don't like the show, but yeah. I understand why people do like him, and I do understand why people like the show. It's just, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got away with so much over the years, but he's, he's got away with it because he keeps he, the ratings yeah. are fantastic. They always have been, and they always will be. Um, and I think, like we were saying the other day, someone's going to snap him up if he hasn't already had a contract from somebody. Yeah. You know, and he's already signed it and went to announce it. Um, but uh, people's priorities, they're just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's its sort of, in the aftermath, I mean, you know, I i like Top Gear as a show. Um, I, Jeremy Clarkson's an idiot, but I find him quite funny. And um, I, I find the three of them on that show quite funny. Mm. Um, you know, um, but I, I don't for one second agree with any of his politics. No, no. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, and I'm sorry to see Top Gear go as as a show in that format, because um, I think the problem you have now is the reason that that show worked and the reason it was so popular was because of those three presenters together. Yeah. So even if the other two say actually will stay, you've then got to try and slot a third person into that. Um, I mean, people forget that James May hasn't been there from the start. He only joined in the second. I think it was the second season, second or third season. Um, and and the reason for him being there was because the guy that was there before him um, wasn't working with Hammond and, and Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, so they ended up replacing him. And it's getting the chemistry between those three people right. So you can't just airlift somebody into Clarkson's position. No, no. That's going to suddenly work with the other two guys because that chemistry disappears. So it may be a case of even if the other two want to stay, um, or say, uh, or, or agree to sign new contracts. You actually might not want that. You might actually want to get rid of all three of them. I think that's probably the best thing because whoever the Paul Sod is that that fills that job or fills the role of Clarkson, they will forever be living in Clarkson's shadow. Yeah, the, you know, the, you can see the papers straight away. He's no, he or she are no Clarkson. Yeah. 
and and they'll never be able to fill these boots. Um, yeah. Whether well, that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, it's up to debate. But you know what I mean? He, they, they'll never be able to to live up to to Jeremy Clarkson. Um, and I think that's when the ratings will start plummeting. Because do people really watch it for the cars, or do they watch it more because of the because of the three of them? Yeah, and because of of the outrageous things they say. I mean, I have watched some of the episodes where they go and do those ridiculous challenges, like you know, like yeah. driving across at the world's smallest road or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are quite funny episodes, but yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think it's it is for the challenges and for that sort of stuff that that people watch it for and they watch it for those th- three guys yeah i think uh and the the sort of ridiculous things that they do so going forward you might actually be better off with a completely clean slate and and find yeah. three people that that have got a very good chemistry together and try yeah. and find that with three slightly more controllable people <laughs> yeah i mean um, there's been a number of names banded around as possible replacements. Um, Johnny Vaughan is one that's been knocking around who I can't stand. <laughs> you know, he's still around. Yeah, he's kicking about. Um, uh, John Bishop, who I think will be uh, will be actually quite good on that show. I mean, regardless of who he's with, but mm. you know, he's a he's a petrol head and he's incredibly funny. Um, uh, you know, so he's a comedian, and I, you know, I, I think. Um, he'd be quite good. Dermot O'Leary's name's cropped up a few times mm-hmm. because he's he um, announced he was leaving the X Factor. Although the Sun ran a headline yesterday claiming that he was about to get pushed, and they agreed to let him leave before he got pushed. Right. Um, uh, only because they're they're making some quite major changes apparently to the show next year. But that was like like getting rid of it. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's still staying around. But they are they are supposed to be uh, shaking things up a bit again. Um, so I think that was the reason that, that his name suddenly got announced. Uh, Steve Coogan's name, which has been floating around too, who I, I actually quite like the idea of as well. And again, a big petrol head. Um, Jody Kidd would be an interesting choice um, to, to lead a new team. Um, and I think has the right sort of fire about her. And, mm. um, you know, obviously massively into her cars. Yeah. You, you McGregor, I saw was the name was was suggested. Uh, he's more a bike guy, so Hammond did get on with him. Well. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but uh, but again, massively into um, you know motors and stuff, so will be quite good. Chris Evans was the name, although he's ruled himself out of yeah. it, or he says he has at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm not really massively clean on that idea. Uh, and one name somebody suggested was Stephen Fry. Um, which I think is brilliant because I'd have Stephen Fry presenting everything. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but possibly slightly too gentle for uh, for for a review show on cars because I can't. Imagine. Yeah, he, he won't want to say a bad thing about anything. <laughs> no, no, he won't. That's yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah. Um, We'll see what happens. Um, there's talk of them renewing, uh, sorry, continuing the live shows, but not with the Top Gear brand, um, because the contracts apparently separate for the live shows. So it may be that they they carry on doing them as the three guys, uh, but take all the Top Gear branding off it. Oh right, okay. Which apparently they they actually were doing the shows before they put the Top Gear brand on it. There were shows called uh, MPH they used to do, which. Um, uh, and then they they did a deal to merge the Top Gear brand into it, and they phased the other brand out. So it may be a case of they just switched the brands back around. 
Um, so they carry on doing the live shows. As for what happens with Top Gear on the BBC, I suspect it will come back with either an entirely new team or or um, a replacement for Clarkson. But uh, yeah. see what happens. I just feel sorry for the poor Stig. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, that's that's thoughts on that anyway. Um, Next bit of news, uh, we've got a new TV channel launching called Spike TV. Um, yes. Launches on the 15th of April, it's on Freeview, it's on Sky, and it's on Freesat. Um, and uh, I wanted to bring this to people's attention because they've got a fairly phenomenal lineup of shows um, coming. And they're not necessarily new shows, but they're shows that haven't been around on um, UK normal broadcast TV before. Um that includes Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, um, Second Run Rights to the Walking Dead, uh, and Justified, which is a fairly strong lineup, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's uh, yeah, like you said, it's, it's not been on like a terrestrial freeview TV, have they? So it's uh, yeah, because we've got some good shows on there actually. Yeah, I mean, um, ironically, Spike TV is owned by Viacom. Um, who also own Channel 5. And pretty much all their shows are shows that Channel 5 dropped. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you never know. There, there, uh, there may be hope for Once Upon a Time coming back to, to normal TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, they, they, all have, they all have run on uh, 5 at one point or another. Um, but, you know, like Sons of Anarchy, they didn't run the final season. Breaking Bad... Uh, I think they ran the second season of that, and it was. Mm. Dead, but they ran it on a week over Christmas for some bizarre reason. Um, Justified, I think they've they have been running and then dropped. Uh, I think they dropped the free to air rights of Walking Dead as well, um, if I remember correctly. So uh, all that stuff is now moving over onto onto Spike TV, and you'll be able to pick it up on there. Um, that's not the only things they're running. They have got their own shows as well. Mm. Uh, oh, they're also running under the dome, but I, I haven't managed to get out of them whether... I'm assuming they're, they're running second run rights or you know, repeats of those um, yeah. and not taking over the main show um, because it, currently it runs on five, and I, so I'm assuming they're going to carry on running that on five, but mm. I don't know. Uh, they've got a new new show called Olympus coming, um, which is actually a sci-fi, runs on sci-fi US, uh, which is the story of a group of people that are banished by the gods to the underworld, so it's a sort of Greek mythology thing. Um, nice. uh, so it's they're banished to the underworld, which is known as the Kingdom of Hades, uh, to, as they sort of uncover truths about their past. And it... Um, so yeah, no idea whether that's any good, but uh, mm. could be interesting. Um, is it, it going to be like Hercules and Xena though? Cause they that's what they used to be on Channel Five, didn't they? Years, yes, years, yeah, years it ago. Might, might very well be. I don't <laughs> know. It, it seems possibly a bit more adult than than those were, but uh, I don't oh, know. They were brilliant. They were. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, classic TV. Um, they've got a, a a new show called Lip Sync Battle, which is hosted by LL Cool J, which is a half an hour show where they get celebrities together to lip sync to other people's pop records, um, <laughs> which which sounds utterly ridiculous, but they do it on Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's um, show in the okay. US. 
uh, and they, they are quite funny, but they're quite funny as sort of five, ten minute skits. Yeah, it's, it's a bit uh, different to like singing one song to make an entire program. Uh, <laughs> so, bit, yeah. um, so, so I don't know. Uh, it, it could be quite entertaining, but um, whether it'll get annoying after a while, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got that. Um, police interceptors unleashed with Vinnie Jones, <laughs> um, which is is a, a Vinnie Jones following a hype speed police interception unit um so it's your standard kind of um reality tv cop thing uh there is a show called tattoo disasters uk um which which pretty much does what it says on the tin i think um uh there is uh, fail army which is a tv version of the youtube channel fail army um, which is a collection of sort of epic fail videos. So, so basically rude tube. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, they've also got the rights to the British Association of Mixed Martial Arts um, to, to show uh, their fights and stuff on there. So if you're into martial arts and stuff, that would be a good place to watch it. Um, there's uh, a food show called Franken Food, which is a, a guy sort of... Um, going around... Uh, I think it's going around America, um, mixing foods that don't seem to be able to go together together to, to create kind of new franken foods mm. um and there's a thing called to catch a contractor which is basically road traders as far as i can tell <laughs> so, so nothing massively original but um, yeah but you know you've got to fill uh, you've got to fill the the airtime with something and you know why not that yeah um, true, true. And, and i will forgive them given the fact that they've got breaking bad sons of anarchy walking dead uh, you know, on, on there i think you know you can forgive them a lot of things yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you've not seen any of those shows, you will now be able to watch them on uh, Spike TV from the fifteenth of April. So um, yeah, definitely uh, some good news for f- um, people that don't have either satellite or Netflix or Amazon or <laughs> any of those other things. Um, so next bit of news: Downton Abbey is closing its doors after the sixth season. Uh, the uh, apparently it wasn't you know it's not cancelled it was a decision by the um people that make the show that the story had kind of got to a point where they were going to finish it they said they wanted to finish it on a high um and you know well whilst it's quite popular and they didn't want to kind of just run it into the ground um so yeah i mean socially responsible program making good <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. change <laughs> yes um uh, and uh, you know they, they they said they actually knew last year before they did the Christmas special that the six was probably going to be the last season, but um, didn't want to kind of announce it earlier. You know they wanted to get the Christmas out of the way and yeah. and then and then put it out there. Uh, again, to show I have to say I haven't seen a single episode of. Um, yeah, but, same here. <laughs> I mean I've heard lots of good things about it. I'm just not really tea but I'm sure it could be back for like the next 10 years of Christmas specials that's yeah. what they usually do with these things they'll, they'll cancel it but it'll still be on every year yeah I'm, I'm point, sure so. yeah I'm sure it'll kind of re-emerge in one form or another at some point um so yeah there's that um there's uh the, oh this is an interesting little thing um the uh guys from Star Wars released this infographic um this week which shows um what's canon and what's not canon in the star wars universe now do you understand what i mean by canon no go on okay um it's what is officially regarded as canonical um 
to a franchise. So what is officially the timeline, what exists within the official timeline of the show or of the movie or of the franchise? Okay. Um, Because as you know, with Star Wars, there's loads and loads of extra stuff which gets written. There's all the expanded universe stuff, all the books and comic books and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And and what they do with Star Wars is they actually, uh, because there's so much stuff, they actually have a a, uh, thing called the Holocron, which is a a sort of Bible of of Star Wars history that they they have as a reference. Um, And they split... Um, what is canon into into different sections? So they have what they call G canon, which is is George Lucas canon. So this is stuff that is is was stuff that originally was sanctioned by George Lucas uh, or you know the people that are in control of the franchise. Uh, so that's things like the movies, uh, the Clone Wars TV series, that sort of stuff. So generally, okay. the way it generally works is uh, movies trump TV, TV trumps um, things like books and comic books, um, and then there's stuff below that, which are things like uh, video games and that sort of thing. And then there's obviously fan fiction and that kind of stuff. So... Um, one can some in some way overwrite the other. Uh, and one of the things we've been asking when they knew um, movies came out was, well, what's going to happen to all this expanded universe stuff that, you know, because there's a very famous trilogy that came out um, telling what was going to happen, you know, what happened after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so was The Force Awakens going to just ride over the top of that or, or you know, how was, was it going to just fit in somehow? Was it going to be afterwards? Um, it, it seems that, that what he's actually doing is they basically said, well, look, the movies will take um, priority. Uh, so, um, and there's a new set of novels coming out which will fill in some gaps in between so there's a movie there's a a, a novel called uh, Dark Disciples a novel called Aftermath um, a novel called Tarkin so they're they're, they're going to kind of slot in at various points mm-hmm. um, but The Force Awakens will be the sort of the Aftermath which is is the book that comes in straight after Return of the Jedi and The Force, Force Awakens are going to be the official sort of story after Return of the Jedi Okay, that's that's the idea. Um, which I mean, it's a bit of a shame for the people that have kind of lived with the expanded universe stuff. But what they are saying is the expanded universe hasn't completely gone away. Um, what the uh, people that are writing stories going forward may do is take characters because there's there's quite famous characters from the expanded universe. People like uh, you know the children of of. Um, uh, Han and Leia and, and uh, you know, children of, of uh, Luke, uh, Mara Jade, um, who uh, was quite a famous character from the Expanded Universe. So there, mm-hmm. there are characters around and they're saying that moving forward, they may start to weave those characters back into what is now the canonical timeline. Yeah. Um, so it's, they're saying there's a big pool of stuff that we can pull from, but um, the movies... As has always been the case, actually, that you know these movies are, are the the canon. These are, yeah. are this is the official timeline as prescribed by us. Um, uh, the 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 list does officially put the Clone Wars in, and it also the Rebels TV series, which is currently airing as well. Um, okay. The, so that's officially part of the timeline as well now. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, 
So, so yeah, I'd, um, I, I, uh, I found that because we were always wondering kind of exactly what they were going to do with it. And it seems that's what they've decided. Yeah. Um, uh, so, from Star Wars to Star Trek, uh, there was a, a little quote from uh, Simon Pegg this week saying um, that the new movie will have much more a spirit of the um, original 60s TV show. You know how, I mean, the first movie obviously was a sort of setup of, of how they could pull the timeline apart yeah. from the original to the new one. Um, the second movie was sort of a, an alternative remake of Wrath of Khan um, and was was fun and sort of big and action-adventure-y and stuff, but again, they were still kind of hanging around Earth. And what, yeah. what you sort of want to see is them off in, you know, their five-year mission to exp- explore the universe. Um, and it seems like that's what they're actually going to do with the third movie, finally. Good, about time. Yeah. Uh, so the third movie's been written, written by uh, Simon Pegg and uh, Doug Jung, who... Uh, do- it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Doug was uh, the writer of a really good TV show called Dark Blue and uh, Banshee, which uh, currently airs on Sky Atlantic. He's uh, one of the writers on that. Did Simon Pegg write the other two as well then? Or? No, no, he got roped in after um, Robert Orkey, who was supposed to be directing, um, dropped out. Uh, Robert Orkey's one of J.J. Agram's um, kind of close collaborators. Mm. He, he, wrote, uh, he wrote Into Darkness, which was the previous movie. Um, he was a writer, a writer on Fringe. Um, I love Fringe. Yeah, uh, Sleepy Hollow. Um, he's one half of the uh, duo that writes um, Hawaii Five O as well um, uh, and he was supposed to be directing it was going to be his directorial debut and he dropped out um, and that's when Simon Pegg took over as, as writer and Simon Pegg's such a huge Star Trek nerd yeah. so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing what they, they do with that uh, the new director is Justin Lin, who is responsible for the Fast and Furious movies. Um, so I suspect there's going to be quite a lot of high action stuff in the new <laughs> film as well. Um, but he, oddly, as a complete juxtaposition to that, he was also directed a few episodes of True Detective. Um, so, and Community and Scorpion. Um, so, quite wildly varied um, uh, kind of types of, of things the guys directed. Yeah, sounds it. Um, but uh, he's taking over the direction of the uh, third film. So, uh, oh yeah, and Idris Elba is rumoured to be cast as the villain, or they're after supposedly Idris Elba for the villain uh, in this film, which would make sense. He's he's definitely um, popular this year. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. So so yeah, um, and of course he's he's connected via Marvel as well to to that those franchises. So. <laughs> Um, 
And one last bit of news is uh, Masayoka, who is was the uh, guy that played Hero in the uh, old uh, TV se- series Heroes. Apparently, he's reprising, reprising his role as Hero in Heroes. Yay! So I'm quite glad about that. I do like Masayoka. He's on um, Hawaii Five O as the uh, medical examiner on Hawaii Five O at the moment, um, but. Uh, He's a ridiculously impressive guy. You know, he was a digital effects artist as well. Okay. Um, uh, when he was doing Heroes originally, he was working on Pirates of the Caribbean at the same time. Right. Okay. As a digital effects artist. Uh, he worked on um, all three of the uh, the um, prequel Star Wars movies. Mm. Uh, worked on The Perfect Storm. Uh, worked on the Hulk movie. He was technical director on the Hulk movie. Um uh, worked on War of the Worlds as well, but yeah, I mean, when he was actually playing Hero, um, he was working out in the LA office, and he was going to do bits on Heroes, and then going back and doing little bits of finishing off work on Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Dead Chest, apparently. So he was kind of jumping backwards and forwards. Um, but yeah, he's he's um, incredibly impressive guy, and always seems incredibly nice when you see him in anything. So I'm quite glad yeah. he's back. And uh, he was really good in that show. He was really good. So, um, so yes, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing him come back. I think he's only is a guest spot. He's not going to be one of the main kind of regular characters. But it's always nice to see him back. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's for the news. Um, next up, we've got an interview that I did last week with uh, Phil Eisler. <laughs> So a few uh, weeks ago, I spoke to the uh, composer Phil Eisler, um, who is currently writing for this massive smash hit show in the US at the moment called Empire. Um, Empire is a um, show about a music music empire, hip hop music empire. Um, it's doing ridiculous numbers in the US. It's described as the Black Dynasty uh, over there. Um, the, that's what the, the director has described it as. So, so it's it's about music, but it's also about um, you know the kind of intrigue and um, backstabbing of, of this, uh, this family about who takes over the company um, after the, uh, the the guy who's president at the moment, I think, finds his ill. So it's 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 a case of who takes over. Um, Phil, if you've listened to these podcasts regularly, you will know um, we've spoken to a couple of times before. He's the uh, composer and um, multi instrumentalist who created uh, the all the music for Revenge. Uh, he does the US version of Shameless. Um, he's He's doing Empire at the moment, or he's, he just finished scoring Empire, um, and uh, he's he's doing. They're, they're both very big orchestra shows, so um, he's conducting live, like you know, hundred-piece orchestras twice a week. Uh, it's quite ridiculous. So um, yeah, this this is he's a. Uh, British guy, he's been really good to talk to. Uh, so uh, here you go. Here's the interview, and um, I may just play in a little bit of um, Empire for you as well. So here you go. I started selling drugs when I was nine years old. I did it to feed myself. 
but it was music that played through my mind that kept me alive when I thought I was going to get shot. And it was the lyrics that I dreamt about that kept me warm while I was sleeping in the streets. Music saved my life. You got ALS. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. How long I got? Three years. Most likely less. I want Empire to be here long after I'm gone. I need to start grooming a successor, and it can only be one of you. Hi, Phil. How you doing? I'm right. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Just, uh, just working away. Just finished up Empire and finishing up a couple of other things, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You're having quite a lot of success with Empire at the moment, by the looks of things. It's been pretty great. Yeah. How How are things over there? You, are you still at your uh, studio at Warner Brothers? I am. Yeah. It's still the same. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, a few new additions and things. I, I have. Um, yeah, I have a couple of studios. I have I have uh, five rooms here at Warner's yeah. with my with my crew assistants, and then I have um, I have a studio at home as well because you know I, I I like to I sort of have to be able to work at any given time really. So if I get an hour an idea in the middle of the night, I have to be able to stumble downstairs <laughs> and record it. Yeah. Uh, in the past, I would just have a dictaphone and some manuscript paper sitting by the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, you know which is always a, a big hit with my wife when I wake up in the middle of the night and start singing <laughs> something or like scribbling on paper. Um, so, um, yeah, now I now I have a, a proper studio at home, but I also have a, you know, doing shows like Empire and all these movies and Revenge and all that other stuff takes a pretty big crew. So I have them over at Warner Brothers and... Basically, each studio is a duplicate. They're exactly the same. Oh, that's handy. Um, so what it means is we can pass files between any of those studios, or I can, if one of my guys is working on on uh, a queue, that I can sit down and you know my setup is exactly the same, and I can I can get in there and work on it, or I can start something and they can finish it, or you know whatever. Yeah, that's handy. Yeah very useful um yeah plus if, if you've not actually got to get out and drive anywhere it's also quite handy if you've got a home studio <laughs> yeah and the hours that i do driving becomes a fairly sort of dangerous proposition sometimes really because yeah. if you've done an 18 hour day yeah you know, you'd be getting behind the wheel of a car because <laughs> that means you haven't slept yeah um, actually I, I did a 22 hour day when we were doing the doing the finale of Empire and that was one I did a 22 hour day on Saturday and then like a 16 hour day the next day so so you imagine what you know there's no sleep in there there's no room for sleep in there so the last thing you should be driving a car really so I've got to have yeah. some studio home for when it gets like that or you got to get a cab yeah <laughs> yeah it's just but it's only the time that it takes you to get anywhere over there so right well that's do you know what though last time i was in london it was so much worse really yeah it's impossible to get anywhere now the traffic is horrendous so i'm sure you called me all you know to have a chat from all this way about traffic in london but getting anywhere was impossible so actually la's not you know bad at the right time of day yeah when i was over there a couple of years ago i was driving but 
I was kind of because I was on holiday. I was kind of out of peak hours for things. So, so, yeah. so it's and it's actually you don't think thing, it's man. not so bad, you know. Avoid rush hour, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is the four, no rush, shortcuts. Rush hour seems to be constant on the four hundred five. But apart from that, <laughs> there you go. Traffic problems for London and LA solved. Next up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yes, so Empire's the new show. You're still working on Revenge as well? I am. Um, Uh, And another show too, another show uh, called Unreal. Oh, right, Uh, okay. But but yeah, they've all been running simultaneously and and Empire uh, just wrapped up for the season. The finale's on tomorrow. Right. Um, The two-hour finale and... uh, and it's it's really good. It's it's just it really is some of the best TV I've ever worked on. It's it's so um, fun and and smart and sort of you know it's it's very I think it's very new for network TV something like that. It's very new for TV. I haven't seen anything around like Empire really. Yeah. Um, you know I mean there's always the comparisons to other music shows in Nashville or Glee or whatever, but it's not really like either one of those. Yeah. Well, um, and somebody described it. I think he was actually the the director was was describing it as kind of the Black Dynasty, <laughs> sort of you know with music. But it's it's interesting though because that comparisons come up a lot. And there's the Dynasty element. I think is the the snarkiness and the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely part of the appeal, which is which is certainly by design, you know, on, on Lee's part. Yeah. Um, you try and take that fun out of it, and, and the show doesn't work on the same level. It doesn't function on the same level. Yeah. I, I sort of realized that when we went to the premiere, uh, which was at the Arclight um, Cinerama Dome here in here in LA, which is massive, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was packed out, and um, there was one particular scene in the in the pilot where Cookie gets out of jail, and she walks out and there was this cue that I'd written that the thing is for you know if you say soap I, I automatically associate that with bad acting and not only acting on, on Empire is, is bad it's you know sometimes it's big and bold and showy and, and stuff but it's awkward yeah. and so that led me my, when I first looked at it I thought okay well the music has to be more subtle and, and uh, you know Lee saw that and went oh no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> this is you've got to be bold and you know, and and yeah, the music has to be subtle. You know, when it's underscore, but in places like that, it has to be ballsy and come come out flying. Yeah. So I was always a bit shy about that cue, and then when we watched it at the ArcLight, that scene came on. Cookie struts out of jail. The the cue is really loud, cuts to black, and the entire theater stood on its feet and <laughs> not cheered but screamed like it was a like wow. a, like a gig. <laughs> I haven't experienced that since you know I used to play in bands and, pl- and yeah. playing in a football stadium. Yeah. yeah. So and, and it finally hit me. You know, I was I was sitting there watching that, and I thought, oh right, okay, now I get it. <laughs> I get what he was talking about they, you know, it, it has to have that fun element to it. So on the one hand, the score's actually very minimal. Yeah. And very, um, and very laid back, which is really fun to write because, you know, you have to write sort of much more subtle material for the orchestra. But then every now and then it just has to, has to sort of stick a middle finger up and go, <laughs> yeah, I'm here, you know. And then you really have to have it, have a bit of flair, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fun writing stuff like that, you know. Um, how did you end up working on Empire? Because, uh, you know, given given it's, it's a sort of hip-hop kind of show, you're not necessarily yeah. the first person you would think oh. of. <laughs> I, 
Well, when they called me, I, I, I almost said, are you sure you've got the right bloke? Because I'm not, re you know, funnily enough, I mean, I actually did grow up listening to a lot of hip hop. First of all, we're talking about, you know, I'm 41. So we're talking about late 80s, early 90s. We're talking about Public Enemy, Pete Rock, CL Smooth, Ghetto Boys, NWA, like, yeah. you know, early 90s hip hop. Yeah. Um, but at that point, I wasn't up with what Timberland was doing or with what Pharrell was doing or Kendrick Lamar or any of those people. Now I'm up on it, but at that point, I wasn't. So I was going, why do you want me? You know, I'm like over here writing orchestral music and stuff with synths and whatever. And Lee sort of explained it to me that he, want, he wanted, you know, it's not like the hip hop's not covered. I mean, they've got Timberland yeah. and Jim Beans yeah. doing all this amazing stuff. And, yeah. you know, Jeff Bywater, who runs a music department at Fox, kind of said, look, we wanted to get real artists involved with this show we didn't want it to be sort of a counterfeit thing it had to be had to come from a real place to work so they they had to go above and beyond to get those two guys and they said we want the score to be at the same level yeah. but the score has to juxtapose the hip-hop stuff it has to be kind of the opposite Right. Um, it has to be underscore. It has to be, you know, and it has to sound like a movie. It can't be a TV show. So, yeah, you know, we went the whole hog and we had a, you know, good size orchestra. Um, it's a live orchestra every week. And what's interesting is at the beginning, it was all very orchestral, very exposed, not really any synth stuff, any no beats, nothing like that. But as the show's gone on, I found myself making beats now. Right. Um, sometimes mixed with the orchestra, sometimes not, because there are score moments that actually need to be hip-hop driven. Right. And there are yeah. times when the two have started to collide. And it's interesting how that's just happened organically, because originally by design, it was just never the twain shall meet, you yeah. know? And now it's it's really become about um, some of the, sometimes the, the moment just sort of demands it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's interesting how scores just really develop in their own... They, they take on a life of their own after a little while. It doesn't matter what your ideas were to begin with, your design. You know, it starts to kind of take on a, a bit of a life of its own, a shape of its own after a while. Yeah, it's it's not it's not been picked up here yet, but given... It is? Uh, no, uh, but... Uh, uh, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm almost positive it will be, given the amount of... of uh, oh, there's, yeah, there's no way. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's going to get picked up. Yeah, yeah, so I imagine it'll come soon. I mean, it's it, we've got a Fox channel here anyway, so, you know... That, right. Is it Fox that are actually making it? It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's Fox. It's, it's a Fox production and they're the, the, the uh, network. Yeah, so. So, so I imagine it'll come across um, when, you know, now, that, now the first season's gone. Um, but yeah, was, there was a story came up uh, saying you're apparently for the fourth week in a row um, the number one show on Xfinity on demand. So that's that's a beating uh, Better Call Saul and Walking Dead. So wow, oh. <laughs> so, so wow, that's amazing. That, that that's amazing. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Walking Dead is the biggest show on TV over here by a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, it, Empire's starting to see those kind of numbers now. Yeah, I mean, um, it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, so, yeah, Walking Dead, ironically, runs on Fox over here as well, so I think they'd be very happy to be running both. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, so, I mean, the, it, it's interesting the people behind um, Empire as well, because, uh, as you say, Lee Daniels, who uh, did uh, right. Butler and Precious, uh, right. and Danny Strong, who, um, yeah. 
I, I find this really difficult because um, I was, I'm a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. And, yeah. And, uh, ah. <laughs> and that's where I think of him because he was he was Jonathan in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and that's well, what I know funny. him from. <laughs> I was talking to him the other week and we'd just done his episode, which, by the way, is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, it's the first thing he directed. And um, obviously, he's written and produced a lot of stuff. Yeah. But that was the first one he did as the director. And he did such an amazing job. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. It's it's like him and Lee almost one up each other because they, <laughs> you know, they really like, you know, they came up with this concept and then they keep just taking it higher and higher. And it's it's really it's just sort of amazing to watch. And you really have to be on your game to keep up. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to him the other week and I said, you know, I was watching the, the show and I was, it was really great. And then I switched over to FX and there you are on Justified being tortured with a cattle prod. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, he's, he yeah. wears a lot of that man, but he's very talented. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, um, is that the first time um, Danny's actually directed something? Because as far as I'm aware, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. Looking at his IMDb, that seemed to be the only directing credit. And I mean, he's got writing credits for. Uh, I mean, you know, well, he's done some pretty big stuff. You know, yeah, um, the, um, the movie he's written. I think he's been pretty involved as a as a producer. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, that's the first thing he's physically directed. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's Trust awesome. me, you wouldn't know it. I mean, yeah. God, it, it's that episode is so good. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, he's writing. He's writing credits. Uh, the Butler with uh, Lee Daniels, uh, right. Game Change as well, which is great. Uh, Hunger yeah. Games Mockingjay as well, which is just a yeah. huge movie. Just a little indie movie <laughs> that he, he did in between other projects. Yeah. In between reruns of Pete. Just, I, I do, I am very impressed, you know, considering, yeah, like I say, I just, I just remember him and Jonathan from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I just find that really funny. Right. Um, and then if you think about the other talent that's involved in the show too, I mean, the other, you know, you've yeah. had Mario Van Peebles direct an episode. Oh, cool. We've had, uh, coming up, we've had uh, John Singleton do episode five, which was brilliant. Um, I actually heard amazingly that Spike Lee reached out to direct an episode for, really? uh, for next year. That was in the press the other day. I mean, just like crazy, crazy stuff, you know, like just, just a, I, it's been a long time since a show's um, been on TV that's had that level of, you know, involvement from yeah. high-level movie people. I mean, I think when ER first came out and ER was like a the hip show, you know, whenever that was, like, was that early 90s, I guess, or yeah. mid-90s, yeah. maybe? Um, you know, and you'd have Quentin Tarantino do an episode and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I don't know that that's happened so consistently since then. So, yeah, it's just pretty great being around that. Yeah, yeah. You've got a great cast as well. I mean, there's, uh, it's Terrence Howard obviously leading it. Uh, is it Taraji? Taraji Henderson? Taraji, Taraji P. Henson, mate. Yes, that's right. Taraji P. Henson. Uh, who was in person. That's a slight spoiler for us because we're so far behind on person of interest, which is the show she's currently yeah. in over here. <laughs> well, she's, um, but she's also been in tons of movies. You know, she was in Hustle and Flow with Terrence. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, she's had a long-standing movie career, and she's a, she's just an amazing actress. She's she's great. You know, 
It's it's hard to know who's stealing the show at any given moment because they're also good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's an amazing cast and and I I just I it's a, just been such a runaway success. Um, I I am surprised that he's not actually nobody announced that they they picked it up yet. Um, I will have to. Yeah, right over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm sure it's only a matter of time, you know. But I mean that that does happen. It does happen sometimes. It's it you know it takes a while, but. Uh, um. Yeah, the uh, just switching over. How how are things going on? Revenge now. Um, Great, you know. Um, it's it, we're seeing some really good guest stars turn up. It's it's no secret. It's been in the press that Courtney Love is coming on the show, which I'm sort of right. quite excited about. And funnily enough, she was just on Empire too. Right. Uh, one of sort of numerous guest stars. So she's she's. Uh, yeah, she's doing a spot on Empire, which I'm just scoring right now, actually. Oh, no, on uh, Revenge. Yeah. She did Empire. She's on Revenge, and I'm just scoring the Revenge episode she's in. Right. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, Revenge is sort of um, uh, uh, still a, a beast, you know, with a lot of music every week. And, and again, a, another live orchestral show. So for the past, you know, few months, I've been doing two orchestral re- recording sessions a week. Um <laughs> So it's been pretty frenetic, but you know, um, but I mean, so much fun for a composer, man. You know, to, yeah, yeah. to a to have to write that volume of music, but just just to stand up in front of an orchestra twice a week is is a lot. I mean, you know, yeah, that's quite a quite a gift, really. Do, do you know? Um, do you know if it's coming back for another season, or or have you not been told anything yet? We really don't know yet. Um, it's really hard to tell at this point. You know, you, every time I think the story's coming to a conclusion, they come up with something new. So, who, who, you know, it certainly has a strong fan base. And yeah. especially internationally, a lot of revenge fans out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at other stuff you you be, you were doing. Uh, you did Reckless as well, didn't you? Which um, Right, when one two. season I was on CBS, that was last year. Yeah. Um, kind of a... Um, kind of more of a procedural kind of show which was fun as well yeah. it was more of a guitar-y kind of score oh cool yeah so yeah not not another massive orchestra then <laughs> no not at all it was all guitars and and you know fairly sort of organic and uh, what's this I, there's a thing called the kitchen sink that's on your imdb as well what's that it's, it's funny that you know I, I've noticed that it's it's been talked about in the press a little bit, which is funny because it doesn't even have a release date yet. It's still <laughs> being finished, as far as I know. But um, uh, yeah, I did a score to that. That was sort of definitely one of the most interesting things I've ever worked on because that was a a huge orchestra uh, with uh, it was like basically a hundred I think a hundred and thirty piece orchestra and choir, wow. uh, one hundred and forty. I forget. It was big. Um, <laughs> 40 piece choir you know and, and a big orchestra and this it, it's sort of a comedy horror action movie yeah um, so there's a lot of bases to cover and it goes from these like very straight faced you know action pieces that you'd expect to see in a Marvel movie or something but I tried to sort of take it have a new take on it because the the concept is that, you know, there's zombies and vampires and humans and werewolves all sort of living together. Right. And the, the first, the beginning of the movie, um, Earth is invaded by aliens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, kitchen sink. Yeah. So, um, 
And it's got some great people in it. Bob Odenkirk from Breaking Bad is yeah. on it. Pat uh, Waltz on it, who's hilarious. Um, you know, just, like just a, a bunch of really good people, really. And um, Vanessa Hudgens is in it. And yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a completely bat movie, but in a good way. And <laughs> this score was on a bunch of pianos and mutilated them basically. I've, in fact, I'll show you right here is a piano that's been chainsawed in half. <laughs> well. See that? Yeah, uh, and that's one of the remaining pieces. But we had a bunch of different pianos that were in various stages, of being burnt, chainsawed, beaten up, stapled together, bowed, hit, <laughs> all, all kinds. Of and then that mixed with this sort of animalistic sound that had to be musically represented somehow. That was the aliens. So, <laughs> you know recording animal screams and things and trying to turn them into into samples and then that mixed with this giant orchestra and choir and it was it was a it was a really uh, a challenging thing to work on but it was it was great fun though yeah yeah no, that that sounds i mean i i love the cast in that i um i you know uh, bob and just superb oh, brilliant He's um, brilliant. He's so good in that movie too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love him in Better Call Saul and, uh, you know, he's, uh, I loved him in Breaking Bad and, you know, so he's, he's it's the show, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, all, all the way back. You know, he's, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that come out. Um, and yeah, I will badger, um, uh, Fox, um, a bit about the, uh, and see whether there's, I can get any news on Empire as well. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's coming imminently. Yeah. Nice. I shall let you get back to uh, to work. Um, I, I it's great to talk to you again. Always, always nice, nice to, to, to uh, yeah. It's always nice to keep in touch. I will. Uh, I will no doubt talk to you at some point in the future as well. So. <laughs> All right. Take All right have a good day. Cheers. Bye. Yeah. That was the interview we felt. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. We are now going to move on to a couple of uh, quick uh, Q&As. So, first question comes from Nicholas Hackett. When will Law & Order SVU seasons 14, 15, 16 be out on TV or DVD? Um, 14 and 15, you can actually get on Amazon already. Uh, 16 is currently airing on TV on Universal, but I suspect from the way you've questioned that, you're probably watching on Channel 5. Um, and 13's only just started airing on Channel 5, so you're probably stuck to waiting until next year for 14. But if you want to get them on the DVDs, they are on Amazon. I'll, I'll try and stick some links in the show notes for you. Uh, Terry Condry, do you think the Flash movie will have a dark tone to the TV show? How awesome was this week's Flash episode, by the way? Uh, are Marvel missing out on not having superhero shows, not including S.H.I.E.L.D. on mainstream TV? Um, I don't know, what do you reckon, Chris? Um, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm not that familiar with the Flash. Not very in the comics. I, I watch the TV series. Um, it would be nice for it to go darker because DC is darker anyway, and yeah. you've got likes of Batman and things like that have been traditionally dark. So, but then the Flash from a TV series point of view. Barry Allen isn't a dark he's quite hyper isn't he I mean yeah. that's probably because of his abilities you yeah. know super fast but he is quite upbeat so it would be nice to see perhaps a darker turn so yeah yeah I mean he's um, he, in the movie versions he's been played by uh, Ezra Miller um, who was in We Need to Talk About Kevin and Perks of Being Warflower. Uh, that's in the uh, 2018 movie um, he may pop up before then because I suspect you, you know that there'll be uh, Justice League movies and you know other things that will pop up in um, he, he's the one character that it seems a bit uh, 
you know, because with a lot of the TV stuff, they're not duplicating characters. Yeah. Um, and, and but this is the one character where they are making a direct duplication. Um, and um, Grant Gustin's so good on the TV show. It seems mm. it seems um, weird to have somebody else playing a movie. Yeah, it is. And then when the movie comes out, will the TV show, TV show still be going sort of thing? It's a bit... I'm not saying it needs to be adapted, but he does play a good flash and people have come to... People do love him, really, don't yeah. they? For him being, so when they introduce a new one, despite whoever you know his ability is, the new actor, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not going to be I TV. Mean, sort of thing. If, if they were sensible about it, the sensible thing to do would be to um, not have it being... Barry Allen have it be because there's various different flashes uh, mm. in the comic books there's there's Bart Allen there's Wally West um, I mean there's Jay Garrett but he's a very different sort of thing so you, you could potentially have the movie version be say Wally West who's the other big kind of main flash um, and, and do it that way that way you could potentially have both at some point um but uh, in terms of tone, it's difficult with Flash. I, I suspect it might be a bit darker, but um, Flash is a much lighter character, as you said. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, I don't know. I I suspect it won't. It will be the lighter of that series of DC movies. I suspect. Yeah. Um, are Marvel missing out on having superhero show, uh, not including Shield on mainstream TV? No, I don't, I don't think they particularly are. I think the advantage of Netflix um, is the fact that uh, you're not beholden to sort of advertisers and as many really stringent regulations, so you can probably get away with a lot more yeah. um, without things being cut as much by having it on Netflix. And considering you're dealing quite a lot with... Um, hand-to-hand combat guys uh, you know because it, it's Luke K, Giant Fist um, uh, Daredevil of course um, you know th- those characters are, are hand-to-hand guys uh, generally so I, I think it, it, Netflix is probably the best place for it the advantage yeah. of not having advertisers um, so yeah uh, another question was from uh, Colin Render again hello Colin and uh, Will there be another season of The Musketeers? Yes. Yes, there will. Uh, it starts shooting in uh, April uh, in the Czech Republic. So it'll be back for a third season. Um, yeah, so that's all your questions this week. A uh, few air date updates. First one, Mad Men is returning on uh, Thursday, the 9th of April at 10pm on Sky Atlantic. That will be just four days after the US. Uh, so good to see that back and that's it's back for its final season um real housewives of beverly hills uh comes to uh lifetime which did i, I at some point i hope they stop making these shows because it's mm. just hundreds of um uh that's on the 7th of april at 9 p.m um Madam Secretary, which is a new show coming to Sky Living on the 23rd of April. That stars Tia Leone as a Foreign Secretary with a CIA background. Uh, 
Guy Living, 23rd of April, 9pm, that is. Thunderbirds Are Go comes to ITV on the 4th of April at 5pm. You know my thoughts on that. Yes. <laughs> I reserve judgment until I see it. And plus, they've sent me some very cool stuff recently, so I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> no, but I actually, I mean, I, well, we, you know what we said last week. I said they looked a bit like Sims characters. Um, yeah. Which, which they sort of do, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, uh, if the plot line's good I, and the animation's good, I, I don't see why not. It could be quite a fun family show. Um, so, uh, Chicago PD as well, which I know a lot of people have been waiting for the exact date for, comes on the f- uh, 5 USA on the 8th of April at 9pm. Um, so, those are the air date updates next week on TV. <laughs> Next week on TV, we have uh, Grace Point Season 1 coming to ITV Encore uh, on the 1st of April at 10pm. Uh, Grace Point, of course, being the one series US remake of Broadchurch, which they cancelled because it was supposed to be terrible <laughs> uh, and slightly pointless because uh, half the people in the US had already seen Broadchurch. Yeah. <laughs> um We've got Bates Motel uh, back for its third season on the Universal Channel on the 1st of April. That's at 9pm. There is a show called Sensitive Skin starring Kim Cattrall on the Sky Arts 1. That's on the 1st of April at 10pm. That's a remake of the uh, 2005 BBC 2 series but um, set in Canada uh, and starring Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City. So there you go. Um, Thunderbirds I'll go obviously we just mentioned that's on the 4th of April um, and uh, Vera season 5 is on the 5th of April at 8pm that's DCI Vera and her shop which are back to sell North East England's worst crimes apparently <laughs> <laughs> so it's again the TV show I don't watch um and that's it for this week. So just if you would like to get in touch with us, uh, visit the website on geektown.co.uk throughout the week so you can find all the latest air date info. Uh, you can get in touch via podcast at geektown.co.uk, leave a message on the website post, find us on Twitter at geektown, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 